Get Ripple, the bright new drink with that ring-a-ding flavor, Ripple. Hi. Welcome to the Ripple Podcast. I'm Rosa. I'm Angela. And we are your hosts this evening, day, episode. I don't know. It's late. It's way later than we normally record. I'm three words in and I'm already slurring, <laughs> so you know it's going to be a great episode. <laughs> We're two drinks in. Yeah. We've so. been hanging out and drinking for a bit. And... I have another special drink to make at I some know. point. We this have is a double drink episode. We have not done a double drink episode in a long time. So um, I told you, I called you on the way over here. Mm-hmm. I stopped by the local Sam's Liquor. Yeah. Um, we deliver liquor on Instagram. Shout yep. out. And I was talking to the owner, Sky, and I'm like, hey, my sister and I do this podcast. And, oh, God. Well, because he was like asking me because I well, OK, let me back up. I asked originally if they had any drinks from Australia and he's kind of like, oh, Australia. So I had to explain why I was looking for something Australian. I you was, make something up. You don't tell them about the podcast. Well, you know, like hardly anyone from my real life knows about this podcast. Everyone from my real life does. And they're all hardcore supporters. They love us. And that's the difference between you and I. They love us. Yeah, I'm too scared. I still don't tell people. Do it. I'm going to put it on your car and I'm not going to tell you. Anyway, so I'm talking to Sky. Okay. And he's like showing me, you know, a couple things. He sh- he showed me this like Australian ginger beer mm. that we're drinking right now. Oh, so I don't know what I'm drinking. It's delicious though. It is a um, ginger beer from Australia. Yum. With tequila. Weird combination, but delicious. He told me that. He's like, he's like, I like it with tequila. Um, And then I added some simple syrup and some like fresh lemon juice. And it's really good. Because it's kind of a margarita, but but it's it's not. Not because you put salt on the rim. I did. But it's like, I don't know. It is. I never would have thought that's what I'm drinking. It's yummy, huh? It's really good. Well, and fun fact, the simple syrup is also amaretto flavored. Oh, interesting, right? That's a very strange combination of totally flavors, but works. It, it's really good. So we're talking and um, he's asking me questions about the podcast and he's oh, like, God. oh, I started a podcast too um, a little bit before COVID and COVID totally jacked me up because I, he does like an interview, like one-on-one um, podcast. Oh yeah, where you have to be around people. Well, he likes to bring people in. He doesn't like to do the the like... Zoom stuff, which I don't blame him. I hate no. that stuff. Too. You can't get the full feel when it's over a computer. You no, can't. It's super awkward, and the sound quality is always crap. And it's like nobody knows when they should talk and not talk. And it's, it's it, yeah, it's it just sucks. not real. And he's like, "Oh, I actually have um, a studio in the liquor shop." I think, like, "Wait, what? Where? Like, yeah, you want to see it?" And he takes me around the corner and he's got a sign on the door. And, and this says, is how you get murdered. <laughs> and it says, um, recording in session, like do not disturb or something like that. He opens the door. He's got this amazing little podcast studio. It's so rad. It's got like two um, like director's chairs. It's like the size of like a, like a bathroom or a bigger closet. Not like that- a bathroom never happened to me oh that would absolutely never it, happen it's to got me. all soundproof he's got all like the the paneling on the walls he's got a green screen yeah, where no one can hear you scream 
I felt totally safe. He never closed the door behind me. So that is okay. Yeah, that that entire scenario would never happen in my life. Why? One, I would never uh, like willingly tell people about this podcast because I'm too scared. <laughs> and two, are you afraid you're going to get judged? Yes. Oh, that's my entire life is being afraid of being judged. And number two is if somebody says, hey, I have this thing that I want to show you. Around the corner. Come around follow the me. corner of a <laughs> liquor store in Satakoy. Like, no, I'm not following you around the corner. I was like. To your padded soundproof room. I was, I was all about it. Yeah, it was I'm not so surprised. Cool. And also that white van over there has puppies candy. inside. <laughs> puppies and candy. And also they need help finding their lost dog and moving furniture. So hop on in. And that is the difference between me and Angela. We yeah. are the yin and the yang. If oh. this, But yeah, it's super cool. So next time you go in, because, you know, we frequent that liquor store, you'll, you'll have to look at the, for the sign on the door that says recording in progress. Okay. Super cool. Remember when it was a donut shop? I do remember when it was a donut <laughs> shop. Oh, my gosh. Did you just now remember that? I totally, I had forgotten all about that. I wish it still, I wish, like, it I was mean, a donut I slash yes, liquor I wish store. they, like, it was still a liquor store, but also the donut bakery was still there, like, both of them. How many years ago was that? It's a long time ago. Oh, wow. Okay. Do you have anything you want to share with me? No, I mean, I almost didn't make it here tonight because I totally forgot that we were recording. And, and I, I was, called you and I was like, yeah. hey, I'm on my way. I'm running late. And you're like, oh, shit. Yep. So that was a good thing that you reminded me. And you still um, beat me here. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have anything. I'm moving again. And that's pretty much just my life. What's your exit date? The end of the month. I'm out. Are you ex- excited? Kind of excited, kind of nervous because the house that I'm renting right now is like a super cool house. It is. It's but super cute. It's just like how long can you continue to pay that much in rent it's just california man i don't know it sucks it's a lot it really sucks like i i feel like most places the amount that i'm paying in rent is like a mortgage absolutely twenty one hundred dollars a month which is on the lower end for a house for a house yeah it really is so i don't know but whatever you know you're gonna you're gonna be saving a lot of money though yeah it'll be a good thing it will be so that's that's my life. Um, moving into a if if you want to be like super Gen X, cool sounding, you say a tiny home. Mm-hmm. But for the rest of the world, it's a trailer house. But it's, whatever, it's really cool though. Yeah, we're redoing the entire thing. It's and I don't super know, maybe cute. We'll post pictures or something. It's like a big you should um do a renovation walkthrough. project. You're gonna have so much privacy. Not like that you didn't have privacy before, but. It's going to be a nice... It's not like you're moving in like a trailer park. No, not moving into a park. Nothing wrong with that, though. I mean, I, I know some pretty cool trailer parks, but... Oh, yeah, they have pools. Yeah, and like... But you, know, but you have neighbors. Stuff. Yeah. So you have a lot of privacy. You're, you have already totally redone the kitchen. It looks mm-hmm. amazing. It's Bathroom's super cute. Bathroom's done. Bedroom's just about done. So like the inside's pretty much... Totally renovated. Not that it, does anybody care about this at all? Should we just cut all of this out? Uh, I don't know. I think it's interesting. Um, and yeah. I do the editing, so yeah. I don't know. I'm calling the shots. Okay, it's cute. I really like it. I'm excited for you. Yeah, but it's a stepping stone. And I'm excited to have you closer to me. Ha 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 ha. I'm gonna come and knock on the door at two a.m. Oh, great.
We have Ashes the pod dog. Oh, yeah. So Rosa has been bribing my dog. I have my dog Ashes here. And she uh, is afraid of everyone and everything. She was super abused. I, I don't know. We don't really know her history. I got her from the shelter. And like for the first two weeks, we couldn't even touch her because she was that afraid of everyone and everything. And now she's like my little Velcro dog and is attached at the hip all the time because um, I'm one of the few people that she trusts in life. And Rosa has been bribing her for the last couple weeks now. And they're slowly becoming friends. So that's exciting. We're totally going to be friends. Yeah. Aw, what a good girl. She's taking treats from her right now. And her little nubbin is wagging. Yeah. She's a good girl, Ashes. 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 You want to hear a story? (gasps) We're going to hear a story about Australia. That's where you're from. That's where she's from. So, yeah. So, I'm doing a story from Australia. And Ashes is an Australian cattle dog. And... Um, she might resemble one of the characters in my story. So I pulled Australia and I pulled uh, Paranormal. So I'm actually doing a cryptid. (gasps) I love a good cryptid. You know what? It's so weird because we have our five themes that we do. Uh Uh-huh. And even though there's only five of them, they are so different. because They really are. Cryptids aren't really a story. Usually, they're more of an um, like reading the back of a Pokemon card. Yeah, you're getting the facts, like bits and pieces, and like almost a, a lecture, if you will. Yeah, and usually like a few anecdotes here and there. Sure. Uh, yeah, but it's not like if we're telling a true crime story, there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. Uh-huh. So it's I have to. I mean, for me, I have to go about it a totally different way. So hopefully, with my crazy brain, it somewhat makes sense. So you can stop me at any point, which I mean, you always know um, to ask questions and whatnot. Because this was something I had never even heard of. This is a cryptid that. I just found out about when I started researching this. Okay, and I, I'm get assuming that this is like the most wild cryptid of all cryptids because Australia already has a shit ton of crazy creatures. Dude, Australia's bonkers, bonkers. The snakes, the kangaroos, the spiders, wallabies, and platypi. Is that where <laughs> they're from? Are they from Australia? I think so. Oh, I didn't know that. I I didn't never really thought up. about it before. ABC.net, Wikipedia, of course. And then we hit cryptid Wikipedia. Ancient-origins.net. Oh, I was so hoping it was ancient aliens. Um, and Facebook. Oh, so, you went down the Facebook rabbit hole. I did. So yeah, starting <laughs> with some names for you here. This is called Yeti in the Himalayas. Chichi okay. in China. The Almas in Mongolia. Capri in the Philippines, Forestman in Vietnam, Sasquatch in North America, and in Australia, it's the Yowie. So this is the term um, that I'm going to be talking to you about we today. We're talking about Bigfoot. This is the, the Australian, Australian Bigfoot. Bigfoot. It's called a Yowie. Have you ever heard of a Yowie? Never heard of that. Me either. I've heard of all the other names except that one. You Really? You've heard yeah. of like the Almas? Oh no, I just ignored you on that part. And Capri? Nope, ignored you on that part. How about too. Forestman? Did you say all this? I said all of this. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. All right. So um, the term Yowie um, was in use in 1875 among the, and I'm gonna really. This is the only. Well, hopefully the only thing I really slaughter. 
but it's Ka'amiliori people. Doesn't that sound right? Ka'amiliori. Um, and it's documented in Reverend William Riddle's Ka'amiliori and other Australian languages. So Yahweh, according to this documentation, is defined as a spirit that roams over the earth and night. Which I thought was kind of nice sounding. Like the spirit that just cruises around the earth at night. Yeah. Just, you know, kind of pleasant. Like a tooth fairy. Totally. Or Santa. Uh-huh. Even the Easter Bunny. Oh, yeah. I, I guess we don't really hear much about the Easter Bunny nighttime activities. But yeah, I mean. Technically. Because the lay eggs are there in the morning. So. Right. And how, well, let's talk about the Easter Bunny and laying eggs. Like, what, what the heck? I don't know. We need to do a whole story on that. Bizarre. So the Yowie is considered to be the Australian Bigfoot that lives in the Australian Outback. It can also go by the names Yahoo, Yori, Hairy Man, or Yahoo. It looks like a prehistoric human with a bright red mouth, long fangs. So the long fangs is kind of one of the main differences between like a Yowie and a Bigfoot. Because if you picture images of Bigfoot, they don't have these big old like canine fangs. Are you talking about like out. one hanging out of the mouth? Like two, like, like, almost like, um, what kind of animals have those? Saber toothed tigers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stands anywhere from seven to 12 feet tall and it can weigh up to a thousand pounds. Oh, Jesus. His feet are described as being much larger than a human's, like, hence the name Bigfoot, you know, North America. But footprints from a Yowie have varied in size, and even the number of toes has varied. Oh, weird. His nose is described as being wide and flat with visible visible nostrils, and he also has long talon-like claws. He's covered in brown or reddish-brown fur, and because it has so many characteristics that are similar to a primate, some people think that... It is like an undiscovered species of a great ape or a prehistoric human. Okay. Question. Question, which I've never really thought about before. Mm-hmm. Like, I could understand in places where primates are, like, prevalent, you could have these sort of sightings. Sure. But I just now came to the realization that, like, people see Bigfoot in the u.s and we don't really have a lot of like wild primates around um that's a very good observation and i will actually kind of get into that okay i don't, yeah. I, I guess i've never really thought about bigfoot all that much to be honest no. other than on the slim jim commercials because oh my god have you do you follow slim jim on instagram no are they fun you need to follow slim jim on instagram really? they are the best like marketing sl- just that's funny because IG, I don't even like Slim Jims, but oh my mm-hmm. God, do I love Slim Jim on Instagram. I'll have to find it. It's so inappropriate and I love it. Oh, I'm here for it. Yeah. Oh, funny. Okay. I'll check that out for sure. You have to find the hidden 69 in every image. No way. It's so good. See, because I don't even really watch commercials because we don't have like regular TV. Yeah, nobody does anymore. So everything is, you know, Instagram, TikTok. Yeah. Oh, speaking of TikTok, we'll have to circle back yes, around. Yes, we need to talk to yeah. the Molder, Molder, Moldavite. Molda, right? Moldavite? Yeah, Moldavite. Moldavite. Yeah. Okay. So the cuckoo, oh, I lied already. I'm going to slaughter this name. The cuckoo Yalajani tribe of tropical North Queensland, Australia, 
claim to have coexisted with the Yowies for centuries and have a long and detailed history of attacks from them in their legends. So the Aborigine cave art that you can see like will show pictures of these tall, hairy creatures standing next to or maybe even chasing these smaller Aborigine-style oh, figures. Oh, no. So this guy, Robert Holden, um, he wrote in 1842, the natives of Australia believe in the Yahoo. Because remember, Yahoo is kind of one of the names one that of the they names for use. It? Okay. Yeah. This being they describe as resembling a man of nearly the same height with long white hair hanging down from the head over the features. The arms, as extraordinarily long, furnished at the extremities with great talons, and the feet turned backwards. Ooh, that bothers me. Right? So that flying from a man, the imprint of the foot appears as if it was being traveled the opposite direction. Altogether, they describe it as a hideous monster of an unearthly character and an ape-like appearance. So isn't that weird? Like the feet being backwards? I don't like that. That creeps me out. That's like an extra element of weird. So like I've seen a lot of animals, especially like birds, where their like knees kind of go backwards. Like um, Oh yeah, when they bend. Like flamingos uh-huh. or, or chick- some chickens are like their knees go the wrong way. Yeah. But their feet, their toes are still pointed forward. Right. This is like the feet are backwards. That's creepy. Mm-hmm. So the Yowie has been described as one of the most aggressive of the Sasquatch species by some, as it has been seen ripping the heads off of kangaroos, ashes close your ears, and wild dogs. Oh, no. The Yowie will also attack humans, but that is not as common. Others describe him as timid and shy. So I guess it's depending on the mood of the Yowie. Maybe the Yowie themselves. I mean, we've got people who have crazy anger issues. And, and people, people are super are chill. Super, yeah. Mm-hmm. So going back to history class, um, we know that Aborigines were in Australia way before like Europeans and the British and everything. Before they made it Prisoner Island. Yes, exactly. And... The Aborigines didn't really have, like, a written-in-words type history. Okay. Their history was kind of, like, shared verbally, like like a verbal history, or even, like, the, the cave drawings Yeah, I was just going to say, all of the cave drawings. Right. But it wasn't, like, a traditional, like, like a diary where you're writing in words. They didn't okay. have, like a, a, like, a word sure. history. So during the early colonial period, um, the Aborigines would often warn the British settlers that were coming in, like, of these ape-like creatures that would hide in the mountains and forests. So the Aborigines knew of these Yowies, you know, way before the British were on the in Australia. That would make sense. They yeah. were there way before. Totally. So, and then, you, like you said, Australia was used for a type of, like, a jail for the convicts where it was, like, an, um, a penal colony. So just remember this that little bit as I go into this part. Okay. So there's a letter that comes from Australia, um, come sorry, came from Australia to London, and it talked about a group of men that were out hunting in the years 1789. The men had killed a bunch of wallabies, and they're taking them back to their camp. And they stop to rest, and they looked over at a nearby <coughs> hill, and they see this creature that's sitting on top of the hill just watching them, like almost observing them. And when they described the creature, 
They said it was like easily twice the size of an average man. And they were sure it was a yaoi. So this group was some of the prisoners as well as some of the people that are kind of like working at the prisoner camps that sent this letter back to London. Okay. And um, and did you have a question about that? No, I just, I'm already a skeptic because one, you have these Aborigines telling all these dudes who are coming in and basically invading their land. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, you better watch out because there's a giant ass monster that's going to come and rip your head off. So I could see them saying that because they're like, hey, get the fuck out of here. We don't Doing want Doing whatever they here. can to scare like, them away. Right. And the other alternative story would be like, these guys were kind of like being wimps and they went back or wrote back whatever mm-hmm. to where are they from England mm-hmm. the UK I don't mm-hmm. know whatever they're like oh no it was twice our size it was like this huge uh, one when really like, maybe what are like called? fish stories fishing big fish stories fishing stories yeah. yeah like I don't know just exaggerating because I don't want to seem like they're wimps okay good so in 1882, such a teacher thing. Good. Uh-huh. Great. Good uh-huh. job. Thanks. Good. Let's 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 come back to that. Okay. I love I love that thought. Um, in 1882, an article entitled Australian Apes, amateur naturalist Henry James McCooey gives this description. He writes, "A few days ago, I saw one of these strange creatures on the coast between Batemans Bay and Oladola." I should think that if it were standing perfectly upright, it would be nearly five feet high. Oh, that's not, that's, that's my height. Than me. That's my, that's how tall I stand. It was tailless and covered with very long black hair. That's just like me. Well, that's like my legs and I don't shave, um, which was of a dirty red or snuff color. So snuff is referring like to tobacco. tobacco? Yeah. Okay. And um, the snuff color was about the throat and breast. Its eyes, which were small and restless, were partly hidden by matted hair that covered its head. Again, could be like one of us. Me. <laughs> I threw a stone at the animal, whereupon it immediately rushed off. So, Makui then, he offers to capture one of these creatures for the Australian Museum for 40 pounds. And 40 pounds translated into today's U.S. money would be $54.83. Oh, wow. <laughs> but okay. he never found one. So I'm going to pause it really quick because I want to show you a picture and I want you to describe it. Okay. Do you want your other drink? Sure. Okay. House drink too. Uh, it's It's very sweet. So it's very similar to the first drink. But instead, it's made with um, guava, like a guava ginger beer. I didn't know there was a such a thing. Me either. It reminds me of Flintstone vitamins. Oh, weird. Mm-hmm. Not Fruity Pebbles. Oh, maybe. Because that's where I went. Okay. But I don't really remember Flintstone vitamins. Man, I miss Fruity Pebbles. I need some cereal. Cereal we, is my ultimate comfort food, by the we way. We have Fruity Pebbles in the cabinet at my house right now. I love I don't know cereal. why I bought them, but I like, I bought them. Love cereal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we stopped to have another drink, you were going to show me a picture that I was going to describe to you or to our listener. Okay, so here's your picture. I want right. you to describe that, please. 
So this is a really old grainy picture. 1936. It's like sepia sort of style. Is that how you pronounce it? Sepia? Sepia. Sepia? Sepia. You know what I mean. Uh That Instagram filter. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there's these two dudes. Look like they have their shirts off. They're sitting on like a wall sort of thing. Like a short garden wall maybe. A log. A log. Is that what that is? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then in the background, you can see this like giant looking dude also sitting like a couple feet behind them that looks like the Jolly Green Giant. Okay. And he looks, I mean, it's really hard to tell. It's like, it's almost like if somebody photoshopped the trees and bushes and foliage and everything behind them. To have like a person hidden within. Interesting. Okay. (laughs) Good description. Where did that picture come from? It is 1936. The picture is taken by this guy named Rich Jones. And it's actually one of the most famous images of a Yowie. And it was taken in Australia. And like you said, it's of two men. They're sitting on a log. Um, they were working at a logging camp at the time. And then to the men's right, so like the picture's left, it looks like there's like this large ape-like creature sitting with his hands in his lap behind the men. Okay. But in that picture, he is so close that... Wouldn't you think the men Everybody would, would have seen him. It's not like he's like hidden way back far away. Like he looks like if you're in stadium seating, he's like one row behind you. Okay, and you would think the picture or the photographer taking the picture would also have noticed this For sure. creature. Yeah. So skeptics of this photo refer to the image as what they call matrixing, and that's when you see something else in images, um, like other than what's really there. So it can happen in like photos, videos, or even when you're just like looking at something with your naked eye, and your brain is telling your eyes – like what to see? No, so <laughs> I disagree already. It's too perfect. It's not like you see an elephant in a cloud. No, it's like that is way, way too perfect to be so like. You, oh no, it just kind of looks that way. So you think someone deliberately altered that image? Yeah, or it may be in like. Okay, do you remember back in the day when we used to take film into a? photo developing place this is what i was gonna say this that's my thought was it really okay Uh and sometimes like when they developed the film improperly like there would be two pictures on one image image or it's like when so like remember you had to like roll film yeah okay and then if you rolled the film and then like used it again what is that double imaging yeah so like if you okay this is for people who are um younger than 30 years old back when you had film cameras and once you were done with however what would there be like 30 i think it varied sometimes it was like 12 sometimes it was like 24 sometimes 36 now it takes me 42 to even take a selfie Mm -hmm. but yeah once you were done you had to roll you have to roll it back Mm -hmm. and take that film cartridge out and put it in the little canister and take it to get developed but if you put that film cartridge back in your camera and took another picture on top of the picture two images in one which is i think what happened there i exactly think the same thing happened so and i don't know 
like if they did that kind of film in the 1936, I would assume something like that. I think regardless of how that image was created, something went wrong in the developing process. I agree. Okay. Because it's just too perfect. And the, yeah. And if they were already taking pictures of guys sitting there, that looks like a guy sitting there. Yeah. Okay. That's what I think, too. I, I'm not – and I am a believer. I, I, I believe in all these weird stuff that, you know, people see. And I, I'm, I think ghosts are real. And I think all that stuff is like a real thing. And Jesus is in our tortilla. A hundred percent. But I don't believe in this image. But matrixing is something that I found out about that I didn't know about. So, but other people, however, have collected footprints and pictures, videos, um, hair samples. Um, There's been um, recordings of like the UV, like the heat Mm, type mm -hmm. recordings. So in August of 2000, a Canabera bushwhacker named Steve Piper, he described seeing an unknown bipedal beast. Do you know what a bipedal beast is? Walking on two legs. Look at you, feet. smarty pants. Um, this was in the Brenda Bella Mountains, and he caught this image on a video. And that film is known as the Piper film. So if you want to go check that out, go for it. The majority of Yowie sightings um, seem to take place in Queensland. The and the Queensland healer correct. originates. There's a Yowie in here. Oh, if you and I, if either of us or anyone ever gets another Queensland, we should name it Yowie. Yowie. Wouldn't that be cute? Yeah. Um, the Springbrook, Re- Springbrook region in the southeast Queensland has m- had more Yowie reports than anywhere else in Australia. And Australia's really big. So in 1977, a former Queensland senator. So this is like someone who's like not some, you know who hallucinogenic type person like they're like a real supposedly smart person his name is bill ochi and he reported to the gold coast bulletin he had seen a yowie while on a school trip in springbrook he compared the creature he saw to the character chewbacca from star wars oh i know right He told the reporters that the creature he saw had been over three meters tall. How tall is that? Eight. Nope. 9.84 feet. Oh, shit. Wow. Tall, right? This is another um, sighting. In the mid-1970s, the Queen Bean Festival Board and 2CA together offered a $200,000, like that's in Australian. (laughs) In Australian? Um, so it's 152,448 in U.S. money. Oh, okay. Reward to anyone that could capture or present a Yowie. No one has claimed that reward yet. So that reward, that, that's a lot of money. Along with just, you know, being naturally fascinated with cryptids and Yowies and Bigfoots or whatever. It inspired this guy named Rex Gilroy um, to become pretty much a famous Yowie hunter. Imagine how great our podcast would be if we could go to Australia and hunt yowies and find the yowie. Uh huh. We would be so famous. All right, let's go. Hashtag so famous. 
Hashtag send us. Rex is a paranormal enthusiast, and he proclaims himself as a self-employed cryptozoologist. How does he make money? I think he writes books. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So since the mid-1970s, he's collected over 3,000 reports of Yowies. Okay, so just a little comparison here. In North America, there have been... um, thousands of you know bigfoot fighting sightings okay yeah in modern history right i mean everyone oh yeah what was it like two years ago some woman tried to sue the state of california because they didn't warn her about the dangers of bigfoot no i do (laughs) not remember that i'll okay that's gonna be my last thought in a shot i will look that up for you do it but in 92 years that you know quote unquote big Bigfoot has been around. There's only been 3,313 actually documented sightings of Bigfoot. So this guy, Rex, he has seen himself over 3,000 sightings or collected over 3,000 sightings of Yowies. He is suggesting that the Yowie is, and he proposed that the Yowie um, like is a small population of extinct ape or homo species. So he thinks that this, you know, Yowie actually kind of fits in with the um, evolution of of man. He thinks it's he's, kind of like he a, thinks a it's link. The missing link. Yeah, that's what I he's, mean. That would make sense. Like it, from everything that it's that's been described, that would make sense. Yeah, sure. If it exists. So this other guy named Tim. He's just known as Tim the Yowie Man. Tim the Toolman Taylor? Uh-huh. Tim the Yowie Man Taylor. Okay. He's a published author as well, and he claims to have seen a Yowie in the Brindabella Ranges in 1994. So since then, Tim the Yowie Man has investigated Yowie sightings and other paranormal phenomena. In 2004, he won, actually, just as like a little fun fact about him, he won a legal case against Cadbury, like as in Cadbury eggs. Oh, no. Uh-huh. How dare he? Um, what what happened? So he, I'm not. I fucking love Cadbury eggs. Dude, I got you some for Easter. Oh, my God. I did you love Cadbury inhale eggs. inhale it? Did you eat yes, it yet? I did eat it. I ate it like yesterday, I think. Okay. So I, and I went to actually, because they have these locally. They're these, they're called Yowies. They're little candies and they're kind of shaped like Cadbury eggs and they have them at Vons here and I just didn't make it to the store in time to get one for you. Wait, they actually have these here locally? Yeah. Uh-huh. And they're called Yowies. They're called Yowies. How I've do I not know about this? I never have seen one ever in my life and apparently um, they have like little toys inside of them. So oh, that's probably why I skipped over Well, it's yeah. like, just give me the chocolate. Mm-hmm. But this Tim the Yowie man, he like sued Cadbury saying that the Yowies... Um, or I'm sorry that the Cadbury eggs were too similar to the Yowie confectionery and he won wait I'm so confused okay Cadbury uh-huh. eggs correct are too similar to Yowie mm-hmm. chocolates it does he own Yowie chocolates or something he must or at least at least have some tie to them okay so Yowie is clearly not owned by Cadbury because I thought you were telling me that's what no Tim the Yowie man he won the legal case against Cadbury fuck this guy dude 
at least they're still making Cadbury eggs. Yeah, seriously. I, I have so many childhood memories of Cadbury eggs. I never in once in my life had had a Yowie egg or whatever no. the hell that thing is. I will devour a Cadbury I egg. Lo- you know, so many people hate Cadbury eggs. Why? What is there to hate about them? I don't They're know. Delicious milk chocolate with pretty much like creamy frosting inside. Yeah. And even the chocolate ones on the inside, delicious. No. The ones with the caramel on the inside, delicious. If you watch me eating one of those, it could probably be classified as pornographic. Because <laughs> it's so good. And if you want to see that, you can uh, sign up for our, our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you've been now enticed by this money that they're willing to pay to catch a yowie or to find signs yeah. of a yowie. By the, the way, I'm I'm picturing Tim Allen this entire time. You're describing this guy. Oh, funny. I don't really remember what he looks like. I just really? re- remember the guy behind the fence. Oh, Wilson. Yeah. All right. So you're going to go searching for yowies? Yes. You're that's gonna, the plan. You're going to catch you a yowie? I sure am. This is the things that you need to look for when you're searching. Okay. This is like the signs that a yowie has been in the area. Okay. Snapped trees. So super, super tall snapped trees that maybe have been like broken at like the eight foot mark. Okay. So they like this, maybe this looks like a storm has just come through and all these trees have Did snapped. Did they just like walk around with their arms out? Like, and just, just like, what was that like when you just used to do that? Like at clothing racks, like as a kid, you used to <laughs> like walk through all the clothes uh-huh. and smack them. Okay. So these trees are broken like high up but there's no storm that has come through okay also like giant Blair Witch looking like nests or structures so remember the movie Blair Witch I sure do okay but also picture like the structures that people build on like our beaches like those kind of like tent like you know do you ever see those on the beach where they're like they take the driftwood and they build this like builds a little fort sort mm-hmm. of thing totally now that you say that, I don't think I've been to the beach in, like, a while. Oh, you need to go and build a structure. Okay. That's really I fun. I just might. Yeah. Um, some all, some people also believe that the Yowie will, like, sleep in these structures. And then others think that maybe it's, like, a trap that the Yowie has set to catch their prey. Also, look for flattened grass areas. Okay. And then listen for the sounds of rocks clinking together so some people say it's like the sounds of like rocks being hit together like a like a symbol type thing all right or it's like a clicking sound like what are they doing with these rocks that's like their way of communicating so maybe it's the tongue clicking or maybe it's a rock clicking okay also use your nose because the smell that's associated with a yowie might be like a putrid rotting smell oh that's just rude or the smell of like a wet dirty dog okay so i mentioned facebook earlier and you caught on to that wait 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 you cannot just skip over all this okay this is some elusive cryptid Uh that people have been trying for almost 100 years to like get an accurate sighting just like verify that this thing even exists sort of thing sure but you're telling me that this like so elusive hard to catch creature is walking around breaking eight foot trees down Uh building giant ass hobo nests 
all uh-huh. over the place. Uh-huh. Smells like a rotting corpse. Sure. And makes clicking, sounding like rocks slamming together sounds. Yeah, you're like a pro. But nobody can hear it or see it. And it's so secretive and elusive. And it's really smart. Can it never hides. be caught. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't understand what the problem is here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Keep so going. I found on my searching here um this group called sunshine coast yowie research group on facebook yes and i joined yes this facebook group page i'm so excited for this and uh, they're rad they post a lot of cool stuff did you have to answer any secret questions to I get didn't. in? I didn't. Oh. And I didn't know cuz they actually only accepted me a few hours ago. Okay. And it took them a while to accept me and I'm <laughs> to like investigate. I thought like maybe they were like, "Oh, this this person's not from Australia. Like this is some like troll that's going to come and blah blah." Cuz they only have like maybe 1500 members. It's not a giant group. And Do you know how happy I would be if we had 1,500 listeners? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> um, but they do like meetups where they go like yowie hunting. And <laughs> they're not very good at it, are they? Well, they're trying really hard. But I want to tell you this little quote or that someone had posted. So when people go out and maybe get a yowie sighting or they see signs of a yaoi, they, they post it, they share it. You know, like any, you know, enthusiast of Peloton or cattle CrossFit, dogs or whatever, cattle. CrossFit. Yeah, you know, you Paleo. share your passion. So this is someone's post. It says, quote, Operation Return. Lori and Daniel and myself returned to Kilkavan. Was an interesting two night, to say the least. Lots of rock clanking in the two creek beds besides us. Had well over a dozen softball-sized rocks thrown at us at our camp. (laughs) Wait, I'm not done yet. Just wait for that. (laughs) Okay. Had three deer antlers placed over the track we drove in on setup in a way to puncture our tires. We located them at different times, and after we had already walked and drove the track, Strange indeed. So they're thinking this Yowie is like chucking these big ass boulder rocks at them. That's terrifying. And then also like trying to puncture their tires. Like so that gets these antlers, which is pretty damn smart. Like I wouldn't have thought of an antler to put on someone's tire to poke a hole in it. But they said they had three deer antlers placed like on the near their tires wow right okay so here's another yowie hunting story it says quote the person i was with this is not on the facebook page this is a different one the person i was with kept telling me we had to turn left but the map said we had to follow the railway line and turn right okay but what map the map to the yowie breeding no, this, area this like is, what no this is this is their first encounter with a, a yowie they're like out and this is like a, a portion of a story that oh, they took out okay so they're following the map i don't re- even remember what they were they following. were they were going somewhere right and not a yowie map okay this is like just out and about so the pair agreed to continue right, but before Mr. Taylor moved, something caught his eye. And he says, quote, still, 
To this day, I do not know what made me look, but about halfway up the track, bang, there it was. Mr. Taylor claims whatever he saw took three big steps before it was all over. Quote, first step, it was almost in the middle of the road. Second step, it was in the bush. Then the third step, it was completely gone, totally vanished, couldn't see nothing, he said. This thing is so large with such, you know, big foot leg range uh-huh. that three steps and it was just all the way across the entire road pretty much in three steps i oh, started geez. stuttering and i had goosebumps all over me and the hairs on the back of my neck stood up nothing makes you feel more alive than hearing it growl at you it's that loud and it rattles every bone in your body body then you appreciate life how'd they hear it growling if they were driving oh no that he was walking they were following the map they were oh, oh i didn't mention that. Uh, yeah Did i you assumed assume? that they were like following driving no. directions no they were out walking oh that's scary just the way it walked you could see the human in it but it wasn't covered in clothes it was all hair mr taylor had turned completely white and the pair decided to get out of there Two days later, Mr. Taylor claims members from the National Group of Yowie Believers, Australian Yowie Research, confirmed they found a footprint where the sighting took place. Go for it. Uh, do you remember there's like three brothers that were like super hairy and they were like locked in an apartment for their whole lives? Or is that just a weird fever dream that I had on NyQuil one night? No. Is that a real thing? Am I remembering this right? And like their mom never let them out and they just watched movies again Uh on VCRs over and over and over again. And they could like reenact the entire movie. Yes. Why do we know that? I don't know. Did we just like tap into some like alternate dimension dream? that? They were like called the Wolf Boys or something. Is that what they were called? I think so. Can that be your last thought on a shot? Maybe. I'll, okay. I'll, You've let's, got two shots to do. Maybe we'll talk about that on another episode. But I'm just wondering, like... Maybe it's just a really hairy person. And maybe. But why would a really hairy person take huge, three huge steps, growl at people, and then keep walking? I don't know. Okay. I don't know why people do a lot of things they do. <laughs> so this is my favorite one. And I'm... Pretty much just going to read you this story that this person wrote, this little essay, because I didn't want to take bits and pieces, and I want to give them credit and everything. It's just so interesting. So this is how it begins. Three motorcyclists, Ian, a veterinarian, Michael and David, both ex-military, on a tour through the Burnett region, flee from their campsite after encountering two Yowies. Two of them. This young Yowie sighting, I'm sorry, not young. This Yowie sighting happened in September of 2020, and this is how Ian this describes it. Mm-hmm. So here's Ian's words. I had been planning to do a motorcycle trip across India with my two best mates who had retired from the military. We had got to the stage of having our bikes all kitted out and were in the process of organizing their transportation to India when the COVID crisis hit and locked down international travel. 
We were so disappointed that our plans had been dashed. David came up with a plan to do a mini tour somewhere in Queensland, which we all jumped on board with, and we decided on a route through the Burnett region and back to Brisbane. Brisbane? Brisbane. Brisby? Brisbane? I don't know. I thought it was Brisby. It's B-A-N-E. Brisbane. Brisbane. Brisbane? That place. So we had Brisbane. We- yeah, you're right. I'm drunk. It's Brisbane. <laughs> Those are strong drinks. I put a lot of tequila Brisbane in them. Brisbee is frisbee, but with, with a, a B. B. <laughs> no, it's Brisbane. We had reached the town- township of Bridgenden in the mid-afternoon, and after a short break, we decided to travel on and find a place to camp for the night and found a nice location beside a small creek on the Bruina... Wooluga Road. Remember at the beginning of this, when I said, said I was only going to mess up one word. Yeah, don't <laughs> ever make those promises. Where we set up our tents. Once we had our tents set up, we had a look around. It was a really great spot to camp with big, mature gum trees towering over a fairly clear area of grazing land for cattle, which was bordered on one side by a bushy creek. We found a trail to a causeway across the creek, which was basically dry except for a few small pools of water. We became aware of a really foul smell, which I thought was the odor from a dead animal, but it wasn't quite right. I work as a veterinarian and I have smelt all sorts of dead animals and this was different somehow, but I didn't give it a second thought. We walked back across the causeway to our tents and made some dinner on a portable stove. It was quite cool as darkness fell, and we sat around for several hours chatting while we ate dinner, which was some tinned braised steak and onions and bread. Yum! (laughs) We all turned in for the night around 10 p.m. planning to leave at daybreak. I awoke suddenly at one point and could hear some movement around the tents, and in my sleepy haze, I thought it must be one of the other guys out to relieve himself and I rolled over to go back to sleep. I snapped awake again when I heard the stove fall over and I reached for my torch, flashlight, climbed out of my sleeping bag to look out at what had happened. My first thoughts were that one of the guys had tripped over the dark, but when I shone the torch at the stove, which had been knocked off its metal stand, both were laying on the ground, but no sign of either of the guys. I was trying to work out what had happened and scanned the torchlight around and couldn't see a thing. But just as I retreated back into my tent and about to zip up, I heard some strange clicking sounds out in the darkness and shone the torch out again. In a split second, I was absolutely startled as the torchlight picked up a huge, dark, hairy creature standing upright and motionless by the creek, crossing about 60 feet away. It was staring directly at me. I panicked and felt great fear of this massive, scraggly-looking thing, and I shouted out to the guys, and I scrambled to get out of the tent, attempting to keep the light on the creature. I heard David and Michael coming, busting out of their tents, and just as they did, I heard some strange clicking sounds again to my left. And the creature turned its gaze swiftly from me to its right and I immediately heard crashing in the bushes off to our left where I shone the torch. I couldn't pick up anything in the bush and I shouted to David to look over there. 
He also shone a torch in the direction. Michael yelled out, It's over here! And David's torch panned around and picked up something large disappearing into the trees by the creek and making a really noisy crashing sound as it moved away from us. David shouted, What the hell is that? I immediately shone my torch back to where I originally saw the creature and caught it disappearing at at speed away from us down the path to the causeway all on fours in a really, really weird spider-like movement, like nothing I'd ever seen. I was frantic and starting to shake by this stage, saying to David, we have to get out of here now. I tried to explain what I saw, a massive, hairy creature standing on two legs and looking right at me. I was so fearful and confused at what I had just seen that I insisted on packing up and leaving, and the guys agreed. We feverishly pulled out our tents, loaded up the bikes, and sped off into the night. My adrenaline levels began to settle down as we finally approached the town of Wulugra on daybreak. The growing daylight eased our demeanors as we discussed and took stock of what had happened. When I think back about what I had seen, there were three things that really terrified me. Firstly, it was the sheer size of this thing. I work as a vet and deal with cattle and horses of all sizes, and this thing was out of the world by size, and easily nine or ten feet tall, with scraggly hair, but looked muscular. The second thing, which probably was the most terrifying for me, was the look from the creature. I had the impression it was seriously assessing me, and it looked sort of calculating. There was intelligence in this creepy, animalistic face, and this scared the hell out of me. The last thing was how it moved when I caught it disappearing into the night. Its movement on its arms and legs was unnatural and almost (laughs) mechanical-like. With the weird up-and-down movement of its limbs as it crawled quickly into the darkness. This was so weird. We reckon there were two of them, which is what we glimpsed off to our left and crashing into the creekside bush when Michael shone the light at it. I have never seen any animal move this way, and I hope I never see it again. How crazy is that story? Okay, so that's one of the creepiest things for me. And, like, if, if you watch a horror movie or whatever, like, the whole, okay, the stabby thriller type movies don't uh-huh. really bother me that much because sure. I just feel like I've seen it so many times. But the one thing that gets me is, like, abnormal movements okay that makes sense so kind of what they were unnatural unnatural movements like uh the one one movie that i can think of that really had a lot of it was the ring was it the ring no well the ring had it but the one oh shoot it's like a recent movie and if i were sober i could remember it right now um shoot it's a, a newer movie give me some more it was either Key or Peel, not sure which one, that wrote it hmm. and directed it. It's a comedy? No, it wasn't. It was a horror movie. I didn't even know they did. Not Yeah. It's called Get Out. Did you watch that? I've never seen that. Oh, I don't even was know of it. Good. Yeah? It was really good. When was yeah. it released? Uh, a couple of years ago. But I'm sure it's like on Get- Netflix or... Oh, I feel like that was one of the 
movies when we did the uh, Hawaii (laughs) when we did the um, Halloween list of like scary movies I feel like Get Out was one of the movies on that list and I had not seen that movie Jordan Peele so it yeah it's really good I really really enjoyed it but like it it did it also had like a lot of those unnatural movements Mm -hmm. but about that story that you read I wanted to to hear more like physical descriptions like he described how the thing moved how the thing like looked at him like but like what did it look like what color was it what did it have long hair like we know it was kind of hairy but like I don't know I wanted more detail about that he said it was muscular yeah so the site that I got that off of is like a yaoi sharing site almost okay where they just collect sightings so people, if they have a sighting or an encounter with a yaoi, they write in and they share it. And this was, I mean, there was so many that I could have chosen, but I really liked this one. Um, I think because it was more recent, but also just, I don't know, I just, it felt like eerie, you know? You're out camping with your buddies and you hear this noise, you think it's out one of them out going pee, and then you hear something fall, and you're like, what the heck? And it's... See, these things are not stealth. That's the weird thing. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to make some noise when they're there. Yet, they haven't been, like, thoroughly identified. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're intelligent. They're just clumsy. <laughs> Which is, you know, who isn't? Especially if we've, after you've had a bit to drink <laughs> wait you want to try that sentence again no i don't want okay <laughs> so here's the beginning of my ripple oh we have more okay yeah sorry so there's some like 140 mammals n- that are known to exist in australia these are mammals and most of these mammals belong to the order of cairo i so lied at the beginning of this <laughs> cairo patch you- you jinxed yourself. Petra. Do you want to guess what Chiropetra is? What Chiropetra? Like? Mm-hmm. C-H-I-R-O. Well, Cairo is like a chiropractor. Sure. So it has a spine. Does that T-E-R-A. really... T-E-R-A. Terra. Walks on earth. Ground. No, like it's, it's like on... On ground, like land. <laughs> We've had a lot to drink today. <laughs> it has a spine and it walks on li- land. Okay. Uh-huh. And it's a mammal. Yeah. This is actually it's the... It's a spine land mammal. It's the order of bats. Oh, A chiropectra. Those bats. It does then, not walk on land. <laughs> and rodentera, which is rodents. Um, some ki- cryptozoologists theory that, theorize that the Yowie could be some form of like bipedal marsupial um that's descended from like the new guinean oh, fuck <laughs> who litherium i don't even i'm not even gonna try that one again new guinean hilitherium <laughs> you better leave that in <laughs> i'm going to due to the fact that there are no okay this is what you talked about at the beginning okay i, I don't even remember i remember how you said like okay like Bigfoot, like we don't really have a lot of like. Oh yes, you uh-huh. know we don't prim- have we don't have a lot of wild here. monkeys around. No, we really don't. Um, so the fact that there are no primates native, like evolution-wise, to Australia in the fossil record, so they kind of think that like the bats and the rodents and like you know some you know 
Yowies somehow descended from this like New Guinean Hulitharium. Um, so they think that there's a descendant somehow in there, but they they can't really figure out how. How did it get there? And that I mean, you totally hit the nail on the head. Hit the head on the nail. Hit the nail on the head. <laughs> with oh with the whole south really <laughs> with the whole Bigfoot thing. Like, like why has that never been like? A question before what you know pe- people see bigfoot in the woods <laughs> around here yeah. but we don't have wild monkeys we yeah. don't we just have hairy people we do we have a lot of those okay the yali isn't the only creature in australian history to have been met with like skepticism over its existence and this is kind of what i talked about before like about the platypus so when European settlers, they sent this specimen of a platypus back to London and the scientists are like, mm, yeah, right. I'm totally not not buying this. This is some egg laying, duck billed, beaver tailed, s- otter footed mammal. And I still don't buy it. It's fake. You don't believe in platypus? Mm-mm. Platypi? They're not real. What? Are you serious? They're not real. For real? You don't believe in a platypus? Mm-mm. You think they're fake? They're totally made up. You're they're cryptids. <laughs> they really are. But yeah, that's what these... They're sci- not real. That's what the scientists said, you know? And they're like, send us more proof. So they kept sending, like, proof of platypi. <laughs> poor little platypi again. <laughs> <laughs> but they're the weirdest thing, right? They lay They eggs, really are. They have a duck bill. They swim. They have, you know... Fur. Fur, but then they also have, like, a beaver tail. But then they're like... Don't they... Maybe they, it's only koalas, but I feel like platypi also give you some sort of disease that you don't want to have. Because I know koalas can give you chlamydia. Shut up. You didn't know that? No, I don't hang out with koalas very often. Okay, that's going to be another last thought in a shot. No, I'll tell you right now. A koala. We're so calling Ubers to go home tonight. I already, I already texted for a ride. <laughs> you might... We can give you one too. But... Uh, a koala can give you chlamydia. Is the end of my story. For real? Yeah. That's weird. It is. So you think a platypus can give you an STD too? I I, I remember hearing that like you don't want to touch them because they have some. They're sp- so cute though. Are they? I think they are. They're like weird. They're like a creature from the island of misfit toys. Totally. All right. If any of you are like artists. Draws a picture of a platypus. How many S's was on that <laughs> Give us a platypi p- picture. Okay. All right. So here's the very end of my story. These are two quotes. One from you and one from me, but not really us. Quote, I just find it mind-boggling that they've never been shot by a farmer or whoever run over on a road or found dead of old age or of skeletal remains. I was going to say that. This is from Dr. Burnett. So that was Angela's That quote. was me. That was my thought exactly. Okay. And here's mine. Rod Benfield. Um, he's one of the admins of the Coffs Harbor and the Mid-North Coast Yowie Sightings and Research Group. He um, had claimed to see Yowies multiple times around parts of um, Birwa and the Sunshine Coast. And he is convinced that Yowies cannot be a myth. 
and he believes that Yowie research community will be able to provide more convincing evidence in the future. And he says, quote, I think if we pursue it with science, we can solve the mystery. We don't associate the hairy man as a crypto animal anymore, he said. And that one was from me. Not really me, but that would be my person, the believer. I like it. So now you know all about Yowies, and now we need to go get Yowie chocolate. <gasps> we do. Send us Ma- Maui. Send us Yowie chocolate. Or send us to Maui. Or send us Maui. Maui. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is bad. I'm okay. so not editing um, this episode. I was going to say Maui Yowie. the chocolate-covered macadamia. Mm. We talked about Hawaii last week. We did. Do you have a last thought and a shot for I me? have a couple. Oh. I think we talked about three different things that I was going to tell you about in the last. Oh, yes. The other, I remember the third one. Okay. Real quick. Ready. I mean, it's probably not going to be real quick. You're probably going to have to edit it. to Because <laughs> I literally just looked up these stories and I don't know how long they are. So That's we're okay. going to go real quick. Go. But last thought and a shot. Number one topic that I said we would talk about was the California woman who sued the state of California about Bigfoot. Oh, I'm so glad you remember that because I didn't. Okay. Well, this was back in 2018. Wow, that was a long time ago. 2018? Yeah. It was like three years ago. I know, but like I felt like it was way more recent than that. Okay. So she wants the state to recognize that Sasquatch, a.k.a. Bigfoot, is an official species. Wait, so she's suing California? Yes. And she wants California to say, hey, Bigfoot is a real thing. Yes. And the reason. Why? Why does she care? Okay. I, I'm I'm like scrolling through this. I, I just pulled up a news article about it. It's like super long. But if I remember, so she was out hiking somewhere in the San Bernardino area mm-hmm. where she encountered one. Okay. And it attempted to grab one of her children. Oh, well, that's not nice. So she sees it. I think as a kid. I don't know. It was some kid, whether she birthed it or it was like a cousin or whatever. Sure. She's with some kid. She's with some kid. (laughs) She birthed Some random kid. (laughs) She's with a kid. The Squatch was like, I am going to grab this little kid. It's cute. She has managed to get it away from the Squatch. Mm -hmm. Scared the Squatch away or whatever. It was a threat. She felt like the state of California neglected to tell her about these things and the state is like hiding these secrets from her and it put her family at risk that's her argument oh it's a little weak it grabbed her kid Mm. there's a wild squatch out there and there was no signs warning her of a wild squatch yeah but let's come on like like i don't know i'm so over this babysitting nonsense you just need to be prepared. Like, if you're you out on a be... hike out in the wilderness, maybe it's a Sasquatch. Maybe it's a coyote. Maybe it's a mountain lion. Maybe. You need to be prepared. Yeah. Like, watch your fucking kid. You need to be prepared. Okay. Next. If that Sasquatch comes along, Mm-mm. you got to be on alert. Judge dismissed. Okay. N- next second shot. Ready? Ready. So, the second one. Cheers. This, okay, I couldn't find the exact documentary that we were talking about with the, the three mm, brothers mm-hmm. that, like, were in an apartment and started a band yeah, or whatever. But we were talking, I think that so. Maybe I'm making things up That's now. Hansen. So, the condition that they have, so hypertrichosis, 
it, it makes a person especially hairy. They have hair all over their face and making them resemble a legendary wolf man or a mm-hmm. uh, monkey girl as Julia Pastrena had um, in Mexico. And it's, yeah, it's just a condition that makes you have excessive hair. Like, like the lady on Greatest Shaman. I never watched that, but sure. Are you kidding me? I know. You've told me to watch it like a hundred times. <gasps> it's like my favorite. Where do I watch it? On a DVD. Oh. Or Disney Plus, actually. Oh, I have Disney Plus. I think it's on Disney Plus. Okay, I'm sure. I can look that up. So, so I can learn more about that particular condition, maybe, perhaps. But wait, so did we make up the whole three boys locked in an apartment? I don't know. I feel like that's still a real thing. I mean, if anybody has heard about the story that we both like remember, let us know. All right, final last thought in a shot while you look that up. I'm going to tell you why you shouldn't you shouldn't touch a platypus. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, I'm, platy, platypi don't have chlamydia, but they do have venom. So, a platypus is one of the few living mammals to produce venom. Who would have thought? The venom is made uh, out of their venom glands that are connected to a hollow spur in their hind leg. The venom is primarily made during the mating season. Well, the venom's effect effects are described as extremely painful it's not lethal to humans so yeah don't touch them um they not only have duck feet and bills and fur and swim and lay eggs uh they also have venom so the more you know wow it's a lot of last thoughts and shots that is so many last thoughts and shots but that's my Yahweh story. I like it. Double drink. Double drink episode. Three shots. So many alcohols. And you need to pick. I, I'm for next not going to pick. Because what? I actually have a listener request. Shut up. And this particular story might. I, I mean, I haven't looked too far into it yet. I still need to do some research. But it seems like it spans across multiple areas. What? Yeah. And it's a medical oddity. Oh, okay. And it's something that we've kind of touched on in a few episodes now. Okay. But we're going to take a little closer look at it. I love it. I'm super excited. Yeah. All right. So I have some work ahead of me. Okay. Well, until next week, don't forget to be a fountain. And not a drain. I have to pee so bad. Bye. Bye. Uh.